This is Laura Bailey, the voice of Black Widow, and you're listening to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. They have, they'll have no idea sometimes even until we get to set and, you know, we'll be like real lovey-dovey or whatever and one of, them, one of them will come over and go like, you know each other? And I was like, oh, we know each other. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're kidding, you're married? Oh, thank you, we didn't know what was going on. This is Lori Ketcherside from north of Houston. You are listening to The Great Big Beautiful Podcast. Episode 28 starts now. Here are your hosts, Jamie Green and Justin Connors. Welcome to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast, and we are here for another great week, another great chat. Jamie, you recently got to attend an awesome anime conference, right? I did. Um, I live between Baltimore and Washington, D.C., and Baltimore um, has a show called Otakon, um, which is uh, the name comes from a mashup of um, otaku and convention, obviously. Um, and so it's it was an anime, Japanese culture, Japanese pop culture kind of convention. It's been going for about 20 years now. Um, I'd never been to it before. Uh, I'd always heard about it. It really brings out the cosplayers. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I had, I've been to my fair share of comic cons and shows like that. And I've seen a lot of cosplayers, people in costume. I thought I had <laughs> seen a lot. It was not until... Yeah. I went to Otakon and I was just blown away by the number of people I saw. Usually when you go to a comic book show, there's a lot of people, especially if it's the day of like the costume contest, there's always a lot of people in costume. Yeah. Um, but there's still the minority. Like there's still, I mean, there's a lot of them, but there's still like, if you're just there in like street clothes, wearing t-shirt and jeans or whatever, you don't feel out of place. Like you're the, you're the quote unquote, you're the normal one. They're the one there in costume. I felt the one I was, Wearing a t-shirt. I mean, it was a geeky t-shirt, you know, but I was the one just wearing t-shirt and jeans and I felt like I was in the minority because almost everybody was there dressed up as somebody. And I enjoy anime. I enjoy manga. I enjoy all that stuff. I'm not super up on it. So I don't know all of the shows and books and and, and, and things. Um, so I, I didn't know who most of the characters were, but man, people are good with those costumes. And I, I'm I'm laughing because I got a kick out of some of your tweets while you were there. Um, you were just tweeting about the different costumes you saw. Yeah, and uh, I think my favorite was out of work Mega Man. That was pretty good. Yeah, I, I felt that I <laughs> I don't like making fun. No, and I'm not making fun of the guy at all. No, 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 no. It was a it, it was a really good costume. Yeah, um, it was just he had a larger belly than Mega Man is usually seen as having. Right. Um, but his costume was really well made and he was really good. It was just, I, I got a kick out of it. I, th- I think the um, way he was standing to promote it, promote yes. it is, you know what I mean? Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, believe me, I'm not making fun of overweight people. Don't worry about that. It's not me. <laughs> so, uh, uh so, something cool is you, you sent me a message. I didn't even know you were going to it. And you sent me a message about 
this cool interview you got to do and the liners that you got for our show and people that don't know what that is. It's the people that say you're listening to. And so Jamie had these really cool ones and I listened to them and I was like, what? So yeah, that's cool. There were a lot of really cool guests um, at this show, but because it's an anime Japanese pop culture convention, as opposed to, you know, your straight up Western comic book convention, um, I didn't really know who most of the, um, the guests were. Um, there were a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people come over from Japan for this, like they're, you know, the actual Japanese people working in Japan in the industry and they come over for this convention because this is sort of, this is their San Diego, you know, this is, this is their jam. Um, so there are a lot of fascinating people and worked on amazing things, but I don't really, I wasn't really that super familiar with them. Um, but I did get, um, a joint interview, um, with, uh, Laura Bailey and Travis Willingham. Um, and if you don't know who they are, they are two voice actors. Um, well, they're actors. They've acted in live action things as well. Um, <laughs> but they're primarily known for their voice work. Um, they have done a ton of uh, anime. Um, they've done both uh, dubbed work, you know, where you take the Japanese um, cartoon and the Japanese animation that already exists and they just overdub the lines over top of the, the, uh, the original um, dialogue. Um, and they do, they've done straight ahead, you know, they are, they are the original voice for, for a lot of, uh, shows and stuff that's made here. Um, but they've literally voiced hundreds of characters. If you just go to their IMDB page and scroll, it's sort of like a never ending scroll. Like you'll never get to the bottom because they've just done so much. Um, they've done a lot of, uh, a lot of really well-known characters on a really well-known, uh, shows, um, but in terms of our show, our little Disney show here, um, they Laura is the voice of Black Widow, and Travis is the voice of uh, Thor on the on several different Marvel uh, animated series that are ongoing right now. So it was from uh, Avengers Assemble, Ultimate um, Ultimate Spider Man. Agents Hulk, Agents of Smash. I think Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Um, they carried their voices over to Disney Infinity 2.0. Um, so at this point in like the animated digital realm, they are the voices of Thor and Black Widow. Yep, and that's a common trend with Disney. They do the same thing. Well, I mean, Mickey Mouse is a bigger deal to the Disney company, but they do the same thing with Mickey Mouse. He's the same guy that's the voice for across yeah. the boards. And- this is. This is a relatively new thing. I mean, with like the voices for like the big characters, like Mickey, Minnie, right. Donald, Goofy, like those yes. are the same characters, obviously. Yeah. And like the Winnie the Pooh ones. Um, but with something like this with Marvel, um, well, I mean, Disney didn't used to own Marvel. So right. like with every <laughs> every new series, um, it would just be a different stable of actors doing the voices. So they'd try to get somewhat similar or they'd go for their own thing. But it would always it would just be whoever whoever showed up for the, you know, the audition and then whoever got it, you know, but now what Disney has been trying to do with Marvel and with all the different shows that are sort of overlapping and ongoing at the same time is they've tried to have some consistency in the voices much as they've been doing with the, uh, the cinematic universe. Um, so yeah, I got to do a sit down with them. They are actually married to each other. Um, (laughs) so, uh, we had, I had uh, about 20 minutes to sit with them and it was just, it was really great. Um, they are also both, um, in shows at the on the Geek and Sundry YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, there are a couple shows over there. Um, they both they started out doing, uh, which is still ongoing, Critical Role, um, which is basically a show where you it's like 
episodes are like four hours long and it's nine, I think it's nine, um, voice actors playing Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and you sit and you watch them play Dungeons and Dragons for like four hours, but because they're voice actors, they play as their character. Um, oh, so that is cool. It is really cool to watch. I mean, it's an investment. If you like Dungeons and Dragons and if you like that kind of thing, you could even have it playing in the background. Um, but it's uh, it's really cool. And then Laura is also on um, the new show, new-ish show, uh, Titan's Grave, which Will Wheaton um, is hosting. It's the same kind of concept. Um, Will Wheaton has come up with his, his own, basically, um, RPG world. Uh, and it's uh, he, he and four others... Um, he, Will Wheaton is the, the game master, um, the dungeon master, and uh, the four others are, are their own characters. And so Laura is on that as well. Um, if, you, if you like RPGs, uh, even if you don't, but if you just you know, like good storytelling, um, it's really fascinating. And Titan's Grave is, is less of a time commitment. Episodes are about, they're like it's a normal show. It's about a 45-minute episode. Um, and the production values on that are pretty impressive. Um, it's, it's they've got animated scenes, and um, all the characters have been illustrated. So uh, it's just darn good storytelling. I need to mention that this is an Otakon exclusive for the Great Big Beautiful Podcast <laughs> because Jamie was one of not not one of he was the only one granted a one on one interview. Yeah, they both did a separate. They did uh, big Q and A panels um, in. It may have been the largest room in the convention. It was really huge. Um, so they were each in there doing Q&A for about an hour, hour and a half each. Um, they did a joint press conference. Um, but they were just super busy um, doing a lot. They, they, you know, they had autograph times and they were sitting at their booth doing stuff. Um, so they were super busy and they didn't have a lot of time to do one-on-one interviews. Uh, and I was granted the only one-on-one interview at Otakon. So I am very much grateful to them for uh, agreeing to that and uh, very much grateful to Otakon for setting that up. And I think we had a really good conversation. Perfect. Well, we're going to play that interview for you now. So stick around and enjoy. Um, all right. Well, first of all, hi. How are hi. you? Wonderful. Is this, um, is this your first time at the show? It is not. Yeah, I came uh, in 2009. I don't remember the year I came, but I know I've been here. <laughs> I only remember because people have been telling me, last time I saw you was 2009. Oh, right, and right, I'm right. like, wow, that's a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. You know, we've been back since, yeah. but we love the seafood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Baltimore's a good town for seafood. Yes, it is. There's a great place for crab cakes just outside of the city. I don't know if you guys have a car or any sort of transportation. Yeah, well, I'm sure we could arrange it. We could Uber it or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I could tell you how to get there. It's fantastic. Okay. You should tell us the name of it. I will. Um, so, you guys have voiced hundreds of characters. Games, anime, animated series, um, everything. So, I'm wondering, when people are voice actors and they get that much experience and there's that many shows and properties that they've been in, how much pressure is there to, to make each voice unique? That's a good question. Um, honestly, I mean, there are a lot of people in the industry that, that do tons of work that just use pretty much their own voice, alter it a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, raise it up, raise it down, lower it down, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and, and that's fine, because so much of it is really uh, about the, the portrayal of the character. Um, I feel like with some actors, they are so 
amazing at changing things up that yeah it does feel like if if there's that pressure there as a, as another actor watching their work going oh, what a chameleon I know I want to be able to do that too I want to be able to do that um I think the fans probably notice voice similarities more than any of the the producers or the clients you know because yeah. they're just um more interested in, in the character that they're getting at the time the medium helps too so in animated projects it's important I think to establish like a singular voice you know so that that character lives especially if it's a you know more of a cartoony property mm-hmm. you have to have like a charactery voice if you're you know not very often does it sound like something else mm-hmm. um, unless it's a more serious role in interactive and video games they like it to be very realistic so even if you tried to come in with something that was affected maybe a little older a different dialect they, they usually go we just voice. want your yeah. voice we just want your voice and we'll say we're in a lot of games you know and you know is, is that going to be a problem for you and they were like you know they'll, they'll ask is it like this character specifically and it's not you know yeah. their intentions are different the the emotions you're playing are different so that ends up being the difference but unless it's a very cartoony property we end up using our voice a lot of the time which we always thought was, was you know or at least I thought was a bad thing because you know we grew up loving people like Mel Blanc and you know, Jim Cummings and all the greats that just provided this litany of voices yeah. so we're like oh we have to be yeah, and then the men and women of a thousand faces as well and while we have a few, it's not quite a thousand. It's more like six, <laughs> you know. And then we and then we you just, just try tweak and, it from there a little bit, right? Yeah. Just try and get comfortable with ours too, because we're like everybody else. And when we hear our voice, we're like, yeah. ooh, okay. Yeah, but honestly, even now uh, with with interactive games, like a lot of uh, the auditions that come down say specifically, do not do a voice that's different than your own. Really, only want to hear your yeah, natural voice. Yeah, because um, they want it to be more cinematic than anything else. So right. they don't want to. Worry about somebody focusing on. It sounds like you're putting on a voice. Yeah, right. which, granted, if you do this as a living, sure, you can you can do this. You can do a voice without sounding like you're putting on a voice. Right, you have it. You know, but right. um, a lot of times, you know, film actors or something are coming into the interactive world more and more, and they're thinking they need to put on these character voices, and it's like you don't need to do it. Yeah, I'm calm down. down. I'm yeah, do calm it down. Yeah the, yeah, the deep gravelly voice. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, just a normal dude. <laughs> that's all we need. Um, you guys, no have- Batman. Calm down. <laughs> Not everybody needs to be Batman, right? <laughs> right. Um, you guys have both, um, speaking of superheroes, you guys have both been in several Marvel shows, um, primarily as the same characters. You've been Black Widow, you've been mm-hmm. Thor, uh, over three or four different series, and the Disney Infinity, the mm-hmm. game. Yes. Is that something that Marvel really tried to, to do to create that consistency like they've been doing with their films? But they've been, did they intentionally try to do that with the animated properties, or did that just sort of happen? We had a great conversation with Court Lane, and he said that after uh, Disney acquired Marvel, they were looking to establish a voice that would carry through through different series, different projects, and have a real continuity through everything. So, you know, it's not uncommon to see different actors take over different parts, and, and other, you know, whether it's DC and different Batmans or different Supermans, Wonder Womans. Um, but for, you know, for us, we, we, <laughs> we always said that we were extremely lucky to be on that side of the bubble, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and they've kept us around, which has just been fantastic. Um, there have been a couple offshoots where they'll want, uh, you know, celebrity names to come in and play particular roles, um, you know, just for, for different straight-to-DVD properties. But mm-hmm. we've been very lucky in that regard because we get to work on, you know, Ultimate Spider-Man and, like you said, Hulk and the Agents of Smash and the other shows that, uh, that Marvel has going forward. 
and even some of their smaller things. And we're, and we're anxious to do it as well. You know, they'll yeah. go, no, are you interested? Like, yes, yeah, yes, you yes, 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 of course. Because <laughs> that doesn't happen very much. You know, I mean, Not they anymore. get the same people yeah. to come back across different shows to do the same characters. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really crazy. It's like, it's, it's a voice actor's dream to get like uh, a Kevin Conroy type yeah. role where he plays it for 20 some odd years right. you know that is the rarest thing in the world yeah. but you always search for it like some magical unicorn like you know? Fred Tattashore playing Hulk I mean Fred yes. is the Hulk and he's been the Hulk and who would who would take that from him also like, who could take yeah, it from I him really... he's like his voice is insane yeah Get two different sets of vocal cords. Yeah. Oh. I think you guys could, you could, you know, you could step in and take over for the live action too. Oh, oh yeah, Hemsworth, totally. Johansson, nothing on you <laughs> guys. Right? He's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. She's trained in martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it hard to keep all the characters in perspective? I mean, when you when you work on so many different kinds of things, I mean, and there's a got there's overlap, I'm sure. So when you're working on something like Metal Alchemist, or you know, which is a lot of screaming and grunting, and you know, and then you go into do like Sophia the First, which is not, you know, it's very different. <laughs> not a lot of screaming and, not grunting, a lot of screaming and grunting, surprisingly. Um, I mean, is it hard to sort of be in the right mind frame, like for when you walk in? You know, um, usually we've, we've done a, a pretty good job of compartmentalizing what type of job it is that we're going to because our days can be a nine to one war game where you're screaming grenade and you're fighting <laughs> off hordes of aliens yeah. and then you have an hour for lunch and then you're going to something like Sophia or, or yeah. another um, very calm show and there have been times where you'll come in dragging the, the project you were just working on and you're loud and you're big and the director usually will go let's play you your reference which is just a small audio clip of what you sound like and you'll mm -hmm. hear it and go oh okay I need to I need to come back down to this <laughs> this place just a little bit but I think we all are, are um we all suffer from a little bit of multiple personality disorder. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I all you have, you have to be pretty crazy in order to be a voice actor. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Just hearing all these different things rattle around your head all the time. Um, and yeah, it's 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 pretty familiar now. So we're used to going from one project to another. Yeah. Well, 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 sometimes do you ever drive home still talking in your character voice to yourself in the car? I mean, how many times have I busted out in like a shin voice at home? Well, yeah, I, just... I was trying to save some face. <laughs> That's why yeah. I made it the car, but it happens all the time. We <laughs> talk to each other in random voices. Is that possible though? Like, can you ever just leave work at work? Since you can, you literally carry work with you wherever you go. Right. It's it's. I mean, it's hard. Even the even the hard jobs, the ones that you're like that may not have been worth the time just because you'll either it'll fried your throat and you have a headache and um it, it just affects the rest of your day so i mean can you i mean that's the other part is that it leaves such an emotional imprint on us too you know yeah. we try not to be superficial with it so i know for you you had a few stories where if something was really emotionally heavy you would come home and be like i just need I a little bit oh yeah i've, I've it's funny because when you do something that you know is heavier uh and characters in a real depressed place something terrible is happening you mentally kind of get in that state of depression without even realizing it and then you just start coming up with reasons your brain starts making up reasons why you're in that place so right. I'll just think I'm the worst actress in the world and come out of the booth like that was terrible those are the worst takes ever and uh, no no it's not a really good yeah, really good. Yeah. no it's terrible <laughs> what are you doing um, yeah it's, it's crazy um yeah. Yeah. So you guys, you guys are married, mm -hmm. um, and I'm just wondering. What? I know. So, spoiler. No. Um, <laughs> and you've worked on a number of projects together. 
Yes. Is that something that you <laughs> seek out or no. is it something that just has happened or is it something you try to avoid but can't? It's just luck is what yeah. it is. And uh, most of the times when we have been cast together, they don't even know that we are in a relationship. It's when, complete chance. Yeah. Uh, when we auditioned for uh, Second Son, Infamous Second Son, they, Travis got cast first mm -hmm. and then I came in later and none of the Sucker Punch guys knew that we were even married. Hmm. Um, which is actually probably pretty good because we're playing with... Yeah, you had to make out with other. Troy, who's my best friend. And... <laughs> they probably wouldn't have been comfortable with that. <laughs> yeah, they were like, ooh, is this going to be a problem? I was like, it's a massive problem. Of course <laughs> no, it's, it's not. <laughs> yeah, and Avengers was the same way. Um, I Laura was... I think you were you and Falcon were the last ones to be cast. Because all the other characters had been established in previous... Yeah. Uh, in Ultimate Spider-Man, I mm -hmm. think. Is That's right. Established. And Court Lane... Uh, uh, sent her the audition he was like Laura was just amazing I promise it's not because she's your wife I'm like I know it's not because my wife she's better at this than I am but a lot of times they have they'll have no idea sometimes even until we get to set and you know we'll be like real lovey-dovey or whatever and one of, the, one of them will come over and go like do you guys know each other and I was like oh we know each other and he's like oh you're kidding you're married oh, thank you we didn't know what was going on yeah did they know they didn't know we knew each other on Halo no. Yeah, so we got to the set. We got to mocap set. Some very set, uncomfortable and, uh, producers. <laughs> they were like, what are they doing? What is happening? I know, it's California. It's not like we're like making out in the... No, but we'd be like, a little kiss, good morning, have a little oh, coffee or whatever. We're obviously close. They're like, yeah. why yeah, are they but... familiar? <laughs> California is full of some free-loving hippies, man. <laughs> this is the L.A. life. I don't to tell you. <laughs> they just go um, around and kiss them. people. Okay. Okay. Let's talk um, Geek and Sundry. Real fast. Yes, please. Um, so you guys, is it strange to be finally like your own characters and not have to follow a script? It is so weird. And it's the funniest thing. We talked about it like whenever we're at these conventions and somebody comes up and they're a fan of Critical Role, for some reason we feel more like, ah, connect, like excited about seeing a Critical Role fan. And I, I think it's because they're fans of something that we helped create, you, you know? Yourself, yeah. um, just came out of our brains. Yeah. I mean, we were doing it for fun yeah. for, for years, and even when the idea came forward that we were going to try it, we said, ah, none of us were excited. We weren't optimistic. We were like, how are we going to film it? Yeah. yeah. Weird. If it doesn't work, we'll just come back and keep playing our thing. Who would watch three I mean, or four hours I was just going to say, that's got to be, it was, must have been kind of surprising. You know, yeah, like, logistically. people are watching you play D&D for four hours. It's yeah. like, a long time a to long watch. a long time to watch People you don't know yeah. play a game. But it's it weird is. because I feel like like we know the critters, we know the fans yeah. of the show, and they know us so much more because we've spent so much time together because yeah. of it, you know? There's <laughs> some quality time invested <laughs> in, in us. It's like, it's, it's incredible, yeah. Um, and the fact that we, Mercer makes up incredible stories, we all add our little shtick to it. it we, we just love yeah. it so much. Plus that whole brand, like Geek and Sundry, that whole place is the... I think the only place where it could grow and just be as free as it is that fast. Yeah. You know? um, we've only got a few minutes left, so let's just do some lightning stuff here. Yeah. Okay, awesome. ready? So um, if you had to write into a one sentence or tweet um, your advice for an aspiring actor. Ooh. Don't be afraid to fail. Okay, I'll do another one. Which one do you Never want? give up. Never surrender. <laughs> Pra uh, practice makes perfect. Oh, that's good. That's okay, dubbed or subbed? 
Dubbed. Okay. I know. It depends on the show. Yeah. Dubbed is easier. Sub takes more brain power, but sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I'm, plus, I'm plus dubbed out. means we get to work. So, yay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Star Wars, Star Trek. Oh, no. Star Wars. Come on. You know what your dad would have to say. Just I know say my dad would want me to say Star Trek, but my heart says Han. Go with your heart. There you go. She is a big Han. Tabletop or video game? Video game. Yes, I don't know. We haven't played enough tabletops. That's an honest answer. I've played a few tabletops now. You, you got to talk to Will. I know. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, Marvel or DC? Why are you doing this I am, to us? I'm, I'm, I'm your only interview. That. They both hire us. I'm, I never, could do I'm it. not I could do it. I could do it. Marvel until DC earns it back. Okay. <gasps> I like that answer. D&D or... D&D. <laughs> I know, I'm just really high on D&D right now. D&D or death. Oh, nice. <laughs> Critical role or Titan's Grave? You're evil, and I'm not answering that. <laughs> Travis can answer that. Critical role. <laughs> of course, of course. And the final one, and if you don't already hate me, son or daughter? Son. Daughter. No, you don't do that. You don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank Dude, you were an absolute pleasure. So this is awesome. Well, there's the interview with Laura and Travis, otherwise known to us as Thor and Black Widow. I imagine him, you said they were married, but if he if they weren't married and he was single, I imagine his voice, him being able to just walk into a place and being like, hello, ladies, and all, <laughs> and all the ladies be. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, which will probably embarrass my wife. But when I went after I came back from that, I just plugged a little memory card in my computer, just wanted to listen to it, make sure everything recorded right. okay. And she happened to be in the room and she heard his voice and she made some little comment. And she was <laughs> like, oh, his voice is... And she just kind of trailed off. And I yeah. knew exactly. I looked at her and I said, sexy? And she's like, no, it's, 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 it's deep. And I said, you mean it's sexy? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she's um, I have to go do something in the other room now. <laughs> and now Jamie ever since has been walking around. Hello. I've, I've been working, I've been working with my voice. I, I can't do Thor though. No, that he is a, like, it's amazing to me what they do. I can't yeah. imagine what they probably have to do to keep their voice in shape. Yeah. And it's just, it's just mind blowing. And yeah. What you know? What a great interview to grab, and that that wasn't even expected. So you know, it's pretty cool that we got it. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I hope everybody enjoys it. It was uh, it was a lot of fun talking to them. And um, if you haven't checked out any of those Marvel shows, you definitely should. They're really good. Um, if you haven't checked out any of their others, the other the anime stuff that they've done, um, they were both in Full Metal Alchemist together. Both versions. There were there's two different versions of it. They play the same characters in each. Um, it just seriously, just go to their IMDb and just, just start scrolling. You're going to find something that you'll like. Perfect. Well, that's it for this week, guys. If you want to get in touch, uh, you can find us on Twitter at the GBB podcast and facebook.com slash the GBB podcast. As always subscribe and rate our show on iTunes. That is not a request. That is a demand. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm getting physical today. No. Um, it really helps us out in the rankings on iTunes and who it shows it to. If people are excited about the show and you like it, then it will show, you know, based on the good reviews and the likes and all that, it will uh, kind of promote it. So we want to be promoted. Yay. 
Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to find me, I'm at 140 C on Twitter. You can find everything else from there. And Jamie, you are? I am the Roarbots everywhere. Everywhere realistic. <laughs> everywhere people are. Everywhere people actually use. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. We will talk to you once again next week where we will no doubt have another great episode. <laughs> talk to you then. See you later. Bye. This podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash geekdad.